take a second to remind ourselves to keep you humble And if my brother should fall, our sisters have a stumble Pick you back up, life's a my speed A sore spot, we're still just trying to figure it out Before I die All right, we're back with the Juby Take I'm Steve I'm Adam And tonight, we're back home Yes, we are Juby One Studios I'm happy to be here Yeah It's just good to be home just feels comfortable. We had a fantastic time in Flagstaff. Yes, we did. But but now we're back. And which is okay. Yeah. You know, we get a lot of feedback that everybody loves our podcasts that aren't on sports. And I know that there's a good group of people out there that love our sports podcasts. Yes, there is. But there's two people that really love our sports podcasts. Is that us? That's us. Yes. <laughs> so tonight, we're going to talk sports. Yes, we are. And I'm so excited for this. So one of the reasons that we uh, are going to talk sports is the fact that uh, we're not going to summer league this year. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a big bummer, but you know what? It's kind of a consensus between the three of us. We had to make the decision based on our, you know, financial state a little bit. We have had some some things happening around the same time that, you know, Right, there was, you know, a wedding. Yep. A lot that, of money uh, thrown at that. Yeah. Money thrown at that that uh that we couldn't miss. Yeah. And also uh, some other expenditures and trips and travels. So we decided this year that uh, we're not going. Yes. Yes, that is that is true. But there's also another reason why we have not chosen not to go. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm feeling, but go ahead. Well, the other reason is it's not, you know, we go mainly because we're blazer fans and obviously we love basketball the nba and so forth but mainly because we get to see our team then we get to see our team perform and and be great and to be honest this year they might be pretty good but the the direction of the team and the direction of what had happened during the draft recently has not excited us no not at all not moved us in the way that has uh made us want to put aside some time to go and see what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. You know, last year... Does that when, make us bad fan, fans? Absolutely not. Okay. No. Good. I was, I was right there for a no, second. No, there's, there's no possible way that we're bad fans. But last year, you know, with Collins yep. and Schwanigan. Yep. Schwan. Schwanigan. I like you said. <laughs> but, you know, they were, they were fun to go and watch. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and it, there, was, there was a lot of... Interesting draft picks, people to watch yeah. on different teams. Yes. I mean, uh, like big, big names, Lonzo Ball, De'Aaron Fox, you know, yeah. a couple of big point guards that were that were coming into the league. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. It was a big year for point guards, that's for sure. But yeah, it was, there was yeah, a lot Tatum of- Tatum for, for Boston. Oh, yeah. I can't forget Tatum. So, you know, it, it was a lot of fun. Now, it has changed from- the early years, you know, Man. when we first went. It's so insane, the difference. It's really, really crazy how big Summer League has gotten compared to what we experienced the first couple of years we were there five years ago. How long is that? Yeah, well, it's been at least five or six years. The, the first year that I went and then the the first years that you guys went because, well, neither one of you were 21. Right. No, so. we... We had to, what does that take it back? Seven years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, totally. Seven years. So, yeah, I mean, any game we went to, you know, there would be, you know, maybe maybe 1,200 people, you know, maybe You could get there an hour late for a game and still get front row seats. Yeah. 
I there, mean, there just weren't many people there, and, and no. most everybody that was there were NBA people. Absolutely. So a lot of them didn't care about being front row. They would, you know, sit up in the back and yeah, see, they're they're all sitting back. Everything you could see all the coaches and GMs. And, right. They didn't want to mingle with the fans. I think that's and all the of that. Thing. And well, now this year every team has a summer league team. Right. You no, know, Vegas has picked up every single NBA team. Yeah. On their summer league schedule, which is different because it used to be that. There were, it was almost split. Now, majority of the teams came to Vegas, but there was a good portion of them, I believe East Coast teams, that went to Florida. Went to Florida. And they right. played there. And now, I, I, I'm i not sure. I don't remember hearing they this. Don't, they don't have a Florida one. There's not a Florida. Okay, so now they've just come Summer League. So there's still the, the Utah thing that goes on for three or four days. That's right. And there's one in Sacramento that goes on for a few days. Okay. And they're all, you know, prior to the the two weeks of, of the Vegas summer of league, the Vegas summer league, which is the big one apparently these yeah. days and attendance just went crazy. And there's sold out games now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Thomas and Mac is sold out. Now, right. Cox pavilion is a glorified high school gym. Yeah. So that gets filled up pretty quickly these days, but, but yeah, the big games in uh, Thomas and Mac. Oh uh, yeah. They're totally sold out. So it's, it's a lot more people. It's a little bit more money. Then, you know, it used to be twenty dollars for the for the day. Right. Now right. it's thirty five. Oh my gosh, thirty five for six NBA games. Which yeah, I mean, if you really, really truly think about it, it's a full day's worth of NBA basketball where you get to mingle not only with a whole bunch of NBA fans, but because I mean it's every single it's every single team's there. So it's all yeah. a whole bunch of it's a plethora Ooh, of nice. Thank you. Of of NBA fans from around the, the nation yeah and and that is really cool and not i'm not sure you would ever get that anywhere else maybe all-star weekend but even then if a team doesn't have you know well, but the representation yeah, the, are the fans really going to be there yeah all-star the all-star weekend isn't even something i'd want to go to you know it's it's all hype to me and the all-star game in itself is not worth watching as far as i'm concerned and it's incredibly expensive you know, this is cheap. I mean, we stayed at the Hooters Casino Hotel right. last year, you know, and I think for three days, or three you, nights, four days and three nights, we paid like $75 a piece. Yeah. It was not that bad at all. No. And, I mean, I've, I'm cheap. sure that it is getting more expensive. It is more, has been more expensive, obviously, you know, the, the last couple of years that we've gone as opposed to when we first were going. Yeah. I, I mean, I think actually, I don't know. That's hard to say because I know it, when we first were going, we were staying at the Golden Nugget. Right. And, and I, I put really, the bill for the whole thing. Yeah. It didn't really matter at that point. Right. Um, so it was it was what it was. But uh, I'm sure no, it, that, it, that they, they got to be going up based on the attendance of what's happening. And, and the well, like I said, it was, summer you know, from $20 to $35. Yeah. So it's. You know, it's almost doubled, but still, it's only $35 a day. Right, which is... Not per game. Not Nothing, really. Right. You're going to spend way more money on beer. Yeah, there you go. And we'll go again. You know, mm-hmm. I, this isn't... We'll be there. You know, this isn't us, you know, forgetting about this yeah, event for forever. Yeah, we're not bashing on, on, on Summer League at all. It's actually, it's an amazing event that I think everyone that is an NBA fan should absolutely experience because, yeah. again, it's, it is... Very accessible um, and pretty easy. I mean, probably the most expensive thing you're going to do is buy the plane ticket or drive up, depending on where yeah. you are. So, so okay. So the NBA, it's an interesting year. Yes, 
Now, we have a bit of a dynasty going on, as everybody knows. Golden State now has won two in a row. Yeah, at least. And then they won We're what, three have out of four? Right. Um, yes. Yeah, three out of four. So, I mean, at least it would have... It's not going to be Cleveland. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a new team in the East. Uh, the King, LeBron James, has opted out of his contract as of today. Yeah. And so he will no longer be with the Cavs and is looking at his other options, sitting in his house in the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's sports has changed so much, but the NBA in particular. Yeah. With the the power that the players have now, granted. LeBron James is a unique talent. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, it, it's not like this is going to always be this way. That's what I was saying. Do you think that he kind of makes it a little bit more that way because of his influence? Well, absolutely. Because wherever he goes, you know, when he was in Cleveland initially, they went to the finals. He went to Miami. They went to the finals. He went back to Cleveland. They went to the finals right. every year. It's yeah, eight years in a row. It's quite quite impressive. And it's it's mostly because of him. Now he, he realized that he needs other players around him. Right. So now it's the the NBA is has become the super team league. Right. You know, other than you know the Golden State and what Houston was able to do this year, and Boston. You know, Boston was probably the best example of what basketball used to be. I would totally agree to that because they lost their suit two superstars, yep. you know, they, but they were still able to end up with the best record uh, in the East and get the number one seed. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But that's the way it. it used to be. You know, if you had a well-rounded squad, if you lost a player, it didn't end your season, but yeah, well, you know, you look at, you know, the West teams. Yeah. And nobody really, has a shot. I mean, they were trying to make it out that that they, maybe San Antonio would because of what they've done in the past, but they weren't. There was no way that they were going to beat Golden State. 100% honesty, I believe they would have had a chance with Kawhi Leonard healthy, 100%. Yeah, I possibly. Think, I think that they had, and, 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 and part of that is Popovich, Greg Popovich, their coach, and his experience and his ability to affect games at the coaching level. I mean, it's uh, I mean they were deep of course San Antonio, but uh, when you have that kind of coach that's going to call the timeouts in the right spots, going to make the right substitutions, going to play almost mental games by calling different plays or, you know, putting different lineups in the game to counteract what's happening. I mean, those kind of things in the NBA totally come into play. Uh, especially when it comes to playoff basketball and you're playing a seven-game series. Um, and so I think that if if they would have been able to take them on in, in the playoffs with quite healthy, they would have had a chance, but obviously that didn't happen. So yeah, it would have been a different... Would have, could have, would have, yeah, it would have been a different series. I still don't think they win the series. Yeah. The thing that struck me the most with the final conference playoffs was the fact that that both Boston and Houston were in position to win. Right. And both of them had game seven at home. Yeah. And both of them played as bad a game as they'd played all year. They played horribly. That kind of pressure. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you have to blame it on that. You have to blame it on like inexperience. These guys are not new. I mean, they're they're not to new that to the moment. 
they're not new to the league. Well, they and they've been in the playoffs before. I mean, James Harden is the MVP. I would agree to Houston and and Chris Paul obviously was injured, and I think they would have won right. if Chris Paul was playing. Houston would have won that. They would have had a much better chance. Yeah, he, okay. he was let, the let he was that. the yeah. best he was the best player on Houston's team to get them to a uh, a champion a three two lead. Yeah, exactly right. He actually was the person late game that they were going to, not James Harden. Yeah, where he you know would take over in the fourth quarter and just make the smart play, whether that was him, which I think like eighty five percent of the time he was trying to take it himself, which he should because he was. Okay, well, you look job, you but... look at Harden, okay, in game, I think, four, five, six, and seven, he was like two for 60. Right. From three. Yeah. He had a he just, really bad slump there. Yeah. And he, you know, he's the kind of player that he's not going to make up for a bad shooting night or deficiencies at the offensive end on the defensive end. You know, he, he's not going to now rebound more or, or play harder at, you know, which is what to me a true star does. Right. He compensates. Basketball is is played at both ends of the floor. So if you're not doing one thing particularly well, then you compensate by doing something else really well. Not you in 2018. Yeah, obviously not. <laughs> but that's the thing that that kills me is that you know I'm looking at this as you know an opportunity for new teams now to be in the finals. You know, it had been Cleveland and Golden State what, uh, 65, 70 years in a row? Something yeah, like that. Something. You know what? That's a very interesting perspective you have on that. Yeah. Well, I was getting a little thirsty myself. I was seeing your drink sitting there. Uh-oh. Glass sweat. Oh, man. Gotta hate that. And they were horrible games. Yeah. Now, no. granted, I didn't watch all of it because I'm just not that interested, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm well documented that, that I follow my teams. and right. But still, you know, you, you watch enough of it to get a sense of what's happening. And then you look at the stats and you see that, you know, I think Houston scored, what, 83 points in the final game? Yeah, something like that. It was and pretty the, pitiful compared to what their season average was. Right. And the same thing with Boston. You know, Boston was it had this anemic offense in, in the final game. Yeah, it was like. And to me, the difference is that LeBron James can win any one game. Yeah. And that's kind of what he did to Boston. He just, okay, I'm going to score about, I don't know, 90 points, and I'm going to get, I don't know, 30 or 40 rebounds, and I'm just going to do it all. Right. And he is that player. Golden State had a much deeper team. They they draw from a lot more players. Yeah, they just have so many options that it's just, it's really hard to guard them and stop them because of that. I mean, LeBron's just, hard to stop because you just can't stop him at times. No, no, he's, you know, six, nine two seventy, and can, can handle the ball over you can't handle the ball like a guard. And so what are you going to do? And now apparently can what shoot threes fade away threes falling out of bounds. And yeah, you know, it's just, that's ridiculous. He is kind of player. He is a ridiculous player when it comes to the, what he can actually do on the floor. I think you and uh, Joe ad- admitted to the conspiracy theory, which may or may not be conspiracy theory, but that LeBron James is an alien. Well, he totally is. Yeah. 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 That was, I'm glad that you listened to that, Adam. That's awesome. Yeah. He actually listened to something you weren't on. I was trying. I thought I'd, I'd, I missed it too much. I had to, yeah. I had to get back. Well, we it. missed you a lot. That's for sure. I'm we glad. talked about that throughout the podcast that 
It just wasn't the same. And then, and by the way, Joey Soundboard is no more because even in that episode, he just couldn't manipulate the soundboard with his new droid phone. Yeah. It, it and it was, was a mess. And because we wanted your voice in there quite a bit, it was a little hard. And to it listen just, to when he was fumbling around with that thing, it was, it was hard to be here. Yeah. Well, it I'm, really was. So sorry you had to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's all in the past now. I put it Joe, behind if you're me. listening. Be better. Yeah. So Joey Soundboard is no more. Now we're going back to TJC. Okay. Uh, unless we can find another moniker for him that fits. And, and <laughs> so far I haven't been able to do the it. Ever-changing nicknames. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I, I look at the NBA now and a lot of players are opting out of their contracts because that's the big thing now is, you know, it's it's no longer that that long-term deal right. that, that pays you for 10 years, which used to be the NBA norm. Right, everyone if you could, wanted the long contract. Yeah, you get the big one. You get paid for all of these years. Even if you're out of the league, you're still collecting money. Right, the Alex Rodriguez syndrome. Yeah, so, well, the Sean Kemp is the one that I remember because I think the Blazers were playing him, paying him three years after he retired. He retired. <laughs> still sending out checks. Oh, man. So the uh, the interesting thing now, though, is, is that you sign a two-year contract with a third-year player option. Right, exactly. And, you know, now all these guys are opting out of it. So you've got LeBron James out there and, and you've got... There's a lot of big names out there right now. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul is out there. The, and, the two other big names other than LeBron James are Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Those are the two well, other Well, Kawhi guys. Leonard is under contract. He, he's not a free agent. Right, but he... He doesn't want to be in San Antonio anymore. And I mean, again, it's all just articles. It's just reading, you know, it's speculation. But it has been said today even that the relationship that the Spurs have come to terms, that the relationship is unmendable. They, they're not going to be able to to make it better. Yeah. And so at that point, they they just have to trade him. You're not going to sit this guy on the bench, you know. Well, no, you that, can, well, that's what they did this whole last year. Right. When you can get you know, started with rebuilding your team to, you know, whatever you, standard you need it to. And now Kawhi Leonard is quite the piece to be able to rebuild and get some other assets that are going to be able to help your team move forward. The interesting thing for me is, is you go back and I remember Kurt Flood, you know, and I remember the start of free agency. And I think that that's, that's something that was due. You know, obviously before that, players were under contract to a particular team and it's whatever the team wanted to do with you. Right. Play you, trade you, or set you on the bench. Players didn't have an option after playing a certain number of years. And that has all changed now. Right. And players should have control. It's their life. I totally get it. Everybody else out there gets to go from job to job if they choose to. Right. Decide where they live, what they do. You should not be restricted by, you know, what an owner says. Now, with that, you start getting, you know, the power that the NBA players get because of the way that the NBA is, has chosen to try to save itself from its own owners. So they have max contracts. There's only so much you can pay a, a player. So you don't have those, you know, some owner out there giving somebody, you know, $50 million a game simply because he wants him. Yeah. You know, so there's, everybody can kind of play, you know, pay the, the same amount with the exception of the team that you're playing for currently that you can get an extra year and you can get a little bit more money. Right. But still they're the elite players are getting as much as they want. Yep. 
and go anywhere they want. Yeah, with the new Supermax deals. Right, and you're also looking at the fact that the money has gotten to a point where now you're talking about somebody getting $200 million for playing basketball for four or five years. Yeah. So how much do you really need? I mean, mean, it'll sicken you to to break it down into- If I was making that money, how much would I need? I, I would probably say all of it. Well, yeah. If it was me. You're a greedy bastard. Well, sorry, Alex. Yeah, sorry, Alex. But I mean, truly, you look at Tim Duncan. Yeah. You look at some of the players that have taken less to stay where they want to stay and not hamstring a team with a contract so they're not able to get other players. Yeah. Which is a whole conversation. And we've touched on it before. I really, really, really do respect him for that. And I know that there's just not a lot of players out there that will do that. I mean, I. And I, I've talked about it. I think we've even talked about it. I'm not sure on a podcast, but you know, I really hope that that does truly become LeBron someday. Now, I don't know if it will ever be a day where LeBron is in the NBA and not having a max contract, but yeah, I believe that he has the ability to play until he's 65. And so, with well, that and, ability, yeah, in uh, in alien years. Right. That's he's thirteen, I think. So <laughs> exactly. So that's what I'm saying. That'll so work out. But with with that, I think that in his later years of his career, I really do hope that he humbles himself and realizes that he's made more money than anyone else in the world, you know, at that point in time and, you know, would like to just be a part of a team and be part of something special. Okay, I gotta I gotta stop you there because uh he's been in the league what, sixteen years? Yeah. And he's he's hunkered down in this uh, I don't know what twenty thousand square foot bungalow that he owns somewhere in the Caribbean. <laughs> that is, you know, I mean, you could a small village could live in this thing, and that's just one of his places. That's not counting the place he has in L.A. He has a mansion there. He's got a mansion in Cleveland. How much more does he need? I mean, you talk about humbling yourself at some point in your career. He's already made so much money. Right. And he has all of these assets and all of these things. The city of Cleveland has loved him since he was, and the first time I ever saw him, he was in middle school. Right. And he had to tape over his tattoos because he was tattooed in middle school. Yeah, if you watch For the Love of the Game, well, the documentary about it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's he has been the, the identity of that, of that city. He has brought them, you know, their first championship right. in forever. In any sport. And, well, yeah, the first one in basketball, I believe. And, and you know, you got to go back to Jim Brown's Cleveland Browns. Yeah. To, you know, they I think they won an NFL championship. Indians didn't win it? They uh, maybe they won one. I know they were in it a couple times. I think they lost, though. Okay. But anyway, I mean, that's he, he is the, the identity right. of Cleveland. No, totally. You know, he grew up on the streets there. And like I said, you know, he, we could sell, we could rent out four rooms of this mansion and our family would have enough money from the revenue of renting out those four rooms that we could all live really well. Okay. So what does he need? At what point, you know, you're saying you hope at some point that he, he tries to be a teammate and he, you know, he, he tries to. To, I just no. I just feel why, that why not now? Why not Cleveland? And how much more does he need? No, and that's a really good point. I mean, it really. I think that that's 
he doesn't need anything else. There's not a point. I mean, I, there's probably quite a few NBA players that are at that point, let alone LeBron James, you know, who is in. Oh, I, I totally agree because there, there's a lot. It's not even just about the NBA, but it's about the movies that he's making, the TV shows he's a part of, well, the music that he's well, a part of. What Nike plays, to, pays him and, and exactly, all of that. Exactly, yeah. all the endorsements. It's 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 crazy the amount of money that he is making on any any level and he will probably make money on all those things again more than he has ever made you know in the nba which is crazy to think yeah it's um, scary but i do think that he at one point in time in his career will I, I'm, you're just I not going to really get off that are you i know i do I, I really do think that hopefully one point in time i i'm saying I'm, i hope he does get to that point where he will here's why he won't he's chasing rings that's why i think he will no no, he, because he, he's trying to get on a team where maybe he needs a couple extra players. I mean, well, he, he, unless Golden State falls off and he's able to just do it okay. on a regular basis. Cleveland could have got Paul George if LeBron James would have said, I'm here to stay. All of these free agents that are wandering around would go to Cleveland to play with LeBron James to chase a ring if he would commit to staying there. I'm here. This is my town. This is where I grew up. This is, I want my legacy to be here. Yes, I went to Miami and I won a championship, but I'm back and I'm staying. He would win championships. People would come. So you're saying that, Ray, that people would come. Other <laughs> Tip off to fill the dreams there. Um, so, but it, what if, so you're saying that, that the players going to wherever LeBron is are going to be the ones that are taking the cuts. No, not LeBron James, because they want championships and they know he's going to bring it to them. They right, have more of a chance of do doing it. Absolutely, than have a better chance, you know, with LeBron James of getting in the finals and winning a championship than you do, you know, going and playing with James Harden, you know, or Russell Westbrook in OKC. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, he went there and they didn't win anything. You know, of course, you know, being free agent, they would go to where LeBron is. And if LeBron would stay in Cleveland, but I think LeBron is looking at lifestyle. Hey, I want to live in LA. Hey, I, you know, I want to be a Laker. So the idea of being loyal to anything, the idea of, of community, all of those things does not exist in LeBron James world. Yeah, it no. just doesn't. Right. No. So, but the question is, and I just want to know a quick answer, like yes or no from you is just if. Do you think it's more likely for those players going to where LeBron James is going to be playing to take a pay cut to win a championship than LeBron James taking a pay cut to make it so those players will come and play with him? I don't see LeBron James taking a pay cut at all. So the answer is, yeah, I would think the other players, he's going to try to go someplace where there's can be other max contracts, and that's, right. that's the draw at L.A. Because that's the type it's of not, player he wants to be is someone that drives that. It's, it's not Philadelphia. It's not Houston. It's not any of these others. They can't give him a max contract. They don't have the money. Right. They don't have the room under the cap. Philadelphia does, actually, I believe. Uh, one one max contract. Yeah. It's not two, which like the Lakers can manage. Right. So, you know, the point is, to me, is that now the players are deciding where they want to go. Right. They and, have the power. And what they want to do. They do have the power. The interesting thing to me, though, in, and I saw something on ESPN about this, is that if Magic Johnson, being the GM of the Lakers, yeah, was to contact this. anybody, it's uh, tampering. It's collusion. You can't do that. He can't get involved in that other than offers, you know, after a certain point with July 1st or whatever it is. Yeah. But 
LeBron James can sit down, you know, and text all these guys and they all talk. Yeah. And that's the big thing. You know, they start talking and you have a unique situation right now in the NBA that that's unlike, I think it's, it's been in the past with a few exceptions, you have some elite players. And so these elite players now realize that, okay, we need to, we need to get together. When Kevin Durant went to Golden State, yeah, that's probably the worst thing that could ever have happened for the NBA. It was pretty bad. It's just horrible. It's yeah. like, let's take a championship team and take one of the best players in the league and put him on that team. It just it made everyone a little bit disgusted because we knew that we were going to get a lot of the same thing. And what makes sports great is being able to have a chance, but you know, your team or, you know, yourself in general, but the ability for anyone to be able to win, you know, having the competition to be able to, to fight each other out and for there to be a, you know, end that is exciting. The NFL. Yeah. And the NFL a few years ago made, took major steps toward trying to get a more level playing field where teams were not destined to be middle of the road, you know, medium, bottom of the playoff, but never have a chance to win anything. I mean, you look at Philadelphia last year winning. Right. You know, nobody saw that coming. And going into this year, you know, our 49ers, who knows? I mean, they might catch lightning in a bottle. They have, I don't think they're going to, you know, be one of the elite teams, but it's very possible that they can make the playoffs. There's there's a lot of question marks. There are. Like there was with Philadelphia going into this last season. There were a lot of question marks, which they ended up filling them with some positives, you know, which hopefully the 49ers can do the same. Right. But there is that possibility. Yeah. That, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that the the 49ers could be in the Super Bowl. That's totally out of the realm of possibility to think that the Blazers would be in the NBA final. It's it's, just not going to happen. It's ludicrous to think. And I think you can talk about that with a lot of teams in the NBA. Yeah. I think that you can eliminate 80% of the teams. They have no chance. Maybe five teams that would actually have a chance in winning. And and, and the the weird thing about that is that was last year. Now, with the free agency happening, obviously when LeBron makes his decision, this next week is going to be insane when it comes to the NBA and free agency and what's going to happen, where players are going. Once LeBron James makes his decision, everyone's it's just going to be a waterfall of trades and and people going here, there, you know, free agents getting signed. I believe truly it's going to be shape-shifting the NBA into something completely different than what we have seen last year. And there's going to be whole new teams that those five teams we're talking about, I'm sure three of them will be the same. But, you know, Houston, Golden State, Celtics, something like that. But, you know, the, yeah, there's going to be a, three other ones now that are going to be created that could possibly be there as well. Yeah. It's, 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 it's exciting to think about because of the stagnant place that the NBA has been in as far as champions and in the playoffs and where they, you know, where the seasons have gone. Obviously, just having Golden State and Cleveland be so dominant hopefully now with this shaking up i think that's what everyone is well at least myself but hopefully everyone's excited about where the nba is going to be going from here and hopefully it shakes it up enough that things become a little bit blurry 
that it's not a straight arrow shot of who's going to be here, who's going to make it there. And everyone's kind of a guessing game. It's, it's anyone's game at that point. And I just really hope that that happens at, at some level. Yeah. There's that, uh, cup half full. That's what we love about him folks. Is that, uh, you know, the, the sun will come up tomorrow. It's got you mentality. Gotta, I, I, it's it's going to be better. For the love of the game, I have a positive out. You know, I have a positive outlook on a lot of things. All right, we'll we'll, we'll say that. But I, for the love of the game here, I really do, truly want to believe in these things because I believe it's a great game and I believe that it should be played. You know, as long as we have fans, and I think that it's something that is uh, extremely popular and extremely fun to play and watch it's exciting to watch as all these sports that are out there basketball is really the only sport that you know you score points in the amount of time that you do and the amount of points that you score is different and it that's what makes it exciting that's what makes it i think something that is great okay yeah we all know you love basketball sorry i just had to rant a little bit about it no it's wonderful and the basketball can be a great game. Yeah. And all of these sports are facing the same kind of problem. I think the NBA is facing it a little faster and more intensely because the number of, of players in the NBA is so small. When the number of people you look at that are playing basketball, and we just went through the draft here not too long ago. Yeah, a couple with, days ago. With the NBA, and it's down to two rounds. It used to be seven rounds. You I know, know I don't know where all the players would have went. D-League, sure. There wasn't a D-League back then. How do you draft so many players? And they just did. Okay. All right. No more questions. But, <laughs> well, the interesting thing about it was, you know, you, you did have some dynasties, you know, a little bit. You know, the Lakers had a couple runs and, and Boston had some runs and, and there were good teams. Right. But a lot of what wasn't. The Bulls, maybe. Well, the, yeah, the Bulls had a nice little run at cheaters that they were. <laughs> You know, in Detroit, won for a couple of years just by beating, beating the crap out of everybody. Oh, man, that was interesting to watch, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, do you look at the, the history of the NBA, and there's been a lot of, of things that have come and gone. But what is different now is that the money is such that these guys have total freedom to go anywhere they want. I mean, how do you, you used to be able to convince somebody that, okay, I'm going to give you a million dollars to play basketball this year. And you were playing for 400000 last year. It's like, holy cow, but a million dollars? All right, well, that's nice. But after taxes and after lifestyle, you had to play next year. Right. You know, and you can go back even further where, you know, professional athletes had to have jobs in the off season. But now you have this situation where these, you make so much money and you make so much money so early in life. And then if you're elite, you have, like you talk about the, you know, the, the shoe contracts and all of the other issues, you know, all the other ways that you can make money. All the endorsements and different avenues. All those yeah. things. So it's no longer incumbent on on what you're making from your team for you, you know, with your lifestyle. Plus, right. you know, if you if you play for a few years and you're really good, you know, Chris Paul, you know, DeAndre Jordan, you can go to any of these guys. And these are not elite players as far as I'm concerned in the grand scheme of things. I'm not sure DeAndre Jordan's ever going to make it to the Hall of Fame. I just don't think so. No. Why would he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, yet yeah, he is making. But he has so much money yeah. that it doesn't matter. So, you like you're talking about, take a lesser deal. So now somebody says, "Well, I'm. A, I'll give you eighty million. 
and you can come and play with these really good guys and possibly run a championship. Or somebody else says, well, I'll give you $110 million. That's That's a lot of money. But when you're talking about he's going to get $80 million, and even if he's a fool with his money, you're still at the end of the year, you know, at the end of the contract, whether it's two or three years, you're going to end up with 30 or $40 million in the bank. Yeah. That'll last so, you a little bit. Yeah. It's just like, what's kind of, what's the point? So the, the money skews things. Totally. But then again, these guys, you know, you, you look at, at chasing rings and LeBron thinking about his legacy and comparing to other players. And then you start getting into the ego part of it, you know, yeah. and how do you want to be remembered? You know, do you want to be in that conversation? You know, that's why I, I you know, I, I just look at LeBron and I don't ever think that he's going to be that guy that's going to take a little bit less money. I think that he's going to make a team figure out how they can pay him and the players he wants around him. Yeah. But then you get that second tier guys, you know, you look at all the guys that have gone to Golden State or have gone to Miami or gone to Cleveland and worked for the, you know, the veteran minimum to have a chance to be on the team and maybe get a ring. Right. And so those are the guys that, you know, okay, they, they haven't made $500 million in their career, but they've probably made 20 yeah, or 25, off 30 million. If they were smart. And so they're, they're willing to go in and, you know, and, and play a basketball game for, you know, what, probably $25,000. Right. It's a league minimum <laughs> per game. <laughs> Something crazy like that. Yeah. You know, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Why not? If you twist my arm. So it's, yeah, but it, it is really bizarre now that the dynamic, but what's going to happen this summer and what the league's going to look like. I agree with you. It's, it, it may be really interesting. Are there any teams in the NBA, aside from maybe some of them that we've already mentioned, that are possibly have a chance of landing LeBron or some of these free agents? As of right now, after the draft, are there any teams in the NBA that you see that got substantially better that you see that you're excited about watching and i don't know if you've ever like gone that far in a depth or thought about it you not being the the basketball connoisseur well it, yeah honestly i i really don't care whether philadelphia is going to be more fun to watch next year because i'll watch them when they play the blazers but that's going to be it right which they will be i mean i have a sense right of teams and who they drafted but the problem with the draft right now is the the hype? These are all one and dones. Yep, you have no idea, and you don't know what you're getting. Anyone is getting. You know, Washington at fourteen takes Troy Brown, which you know is 15. a duck, is a fifteen. Yeah, okay, but you know he's he's the Oregon, you know, the first one and done. Yeah, uh, I don't think he was ready for the that he's ready for the NBA. I think he would have been much better off to stay at Oregon. He would have been surrounded by a, a tremendous group of athletes. Yeah. They would have had a, a, a serious chance at, at making the final four and possibly winning a national championship with with the returning players and the new players coming in. Yep. But the ops to go, you know, off to the NBA. Yeah. And you can go right down the list. I don't care who you're talking about, you know, whether it's, you know, Aiton or or any of the top picks, you don't know what you're getting. The Blazers pick, what is he, fourteen? Yeah. And the, and you know, and I And totally- for knee What's his name? Actually, and I it's it's not Anthony Simmons because there's one M. It's Anthony Simons. Great. Yep. Okay. 
But he's he's out of middle school, right? Uh I think that I think high school. I think. So here he, he looks, he's a guy that graduated high school, decided to go back to high school for an extra year, right. or one not in a high school. It's actually it's a, a prep sp- academy. It's a sports factory. IMG really is a is. sports factory. They, you know, they they they've sent him to classes. I don't know where, but the entire campus is football fields, basketball courts, weight rooms, training facilities, and it it's basically a, you know it, it's an athletic academy. He spent the last year just preparing for the NBA, basically. Right, right, because you can't go out of high school and go into the NBA. Right. But I don't expect anything from this guy. And, no. And who knows what he's, what he's going to end up being, but I don't really see, you know, to answer your question in a long roundabout way, I don't see any team really getting that much better. You know, I, I think that, you know, maybe maybe Bagley, you know, maybe uh, Aiton will be dominant for their teams. Yeah. But everybody else, you know, you're, you're just, you're not, if you're a bad team, you're not going to get that much better with a young guy. And that's what frustrates me right. with, with the NBA right now is why aren't teams getting better? Why aren't players getting better? Right. So I, I totally agree. I mean, it's the one and done, the, un, you know, not developing enough, bringing people in. It's, it's a detriment to the NBA. It's, it's made it so that it's hard to get better immediately off of these players. You know, Marvin Bagley absolutely is going to be a great player, uh, an all-star at some point. He is going to be great on Sacramento, but Sacramento is going to be terrible. They're not going to be good. They have a couple of good pieces. They're just not even there at all. They just don't know about that franchise, honestly, and how it's ran. It's just a very interesting situation over there but you know i do think that aiden with the phoenix suns is going to be successful i think devin booker i think they have a lot of great young pieces josh jackson they need to find a point guard that's for sure but they have a lot of great pieces that they could be a lot of fun to watch um and great for a lot of years to come you know not a championship team but a fun team to watch a team that i do feel though they get a lot better that could surprise people in possibly becoming a contender um, with having, you know, some weapons is the Mavericks. Um, the Mavericks, I, I, especially if right now they're targeting DeAndre Jordan, he is their number one target uh, to upgrade at center. And if they get him, having Dennis Smith Jr., the, you know, great point guard that came out last year that next year should be even better. Should be smarter, um, hopefully. He's a great scorer just generally. So, I mean, that's there. Having Harrison Barnes, who is, you know, obviously proven since he's been on Golden State that he is a great player. You know, on the Mavs, he's been okay. I don't think he's really supposed to be in that number one or number two scoring spot. He's just not that guy. But he will be amazing as a number three scoring spot i think dennis smith jr is going to be the the number two scoring spot i think the number one is going to be donich who got drafted by them and that's someone that you're saying you know the one and duns aren't going to make it now with donich going over to the mavs and having someone that has won euro league mvp having played against those kind of professional players he's going to make the impact that's going to make sure that 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 pushes them further along than anyone else Okay. Well, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It, it amazes me, though, you know, going into a season, what the expectations are for all of the teams. 
Now, there's two different ways of looking at this. And this last year, I really tried to just go into it to enjoy watching the Blazers play basketball, knowing that they, they're not going to win the championship. Okay, so you, you let that go, and you just hope that they're successful. Right, that they move in a good direction. Right. Now, what I said about players getting better, this is one of the things that frustrates me is that you have, you know, why isn't, you know, Mo Harkless getting better? You know, why isn't Myers Leonard getting Myers better? Myers Leonard, you can go right down the list. Layman, you know, they're talking about, you know, getting rid of him, but they wanted him so bad before. Developing players, you know, so it's, it's a team. You know, that right. used to be, you know, you, you had to have, you know, your second team was as important as your first team. Because everybody plays their second string. You know, your rotation is whatever it is. And you play eight players normally, sometimes nine. Some teams would even go 10 deep. And if your second team could beat the other team's second team, so your stars could stay level with their first team. Okay, so at the end of the first quarter, you know, it's, you know, 28-27. Yeah. Okay, but then your second team, you you know, your players have gotten better and your second team is good. So now your second team outscores their second team. So you're up by eight at halftime. You know, it doesn't have to be your superstars. And that's the way the game used to be. Right. It's a, ultimately each other's starting lineup. Everyone had some good players, some maybe decent players, not as, you know, the superstar level. And it would cancel each other out. It would it would create a, a good competition. Nowadays, with those super teams, you have so many a- assets, so many different options that you know it's it's hard to compete at times. And and you know when your first team is better than their first team, it's well, almost I, all over at that point. Right. But honestly, I believe Golden State's real strength is people like Iguodala, you know, and people like Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston. And, you know, some of the other players that they've had right. that, you know, could start other places. Yeah. But this, I mean, have accepted. Last year, Iguodala was, Nick, was a free agent. Nick Young was someone this year that played a big, bigger part in yeah. their bench. And then they, you know, they draft Jordan Bell, which, right. which was genius on their part. It was amazing. So, you know, that's good. But, you, you know, you talk about franchises. You mentioned Sacramento and, you know, what a horrible franchise. Golden State was the horrible franchise for a long, long for time. For a very long time. They hadn't been in the playoffs since Rick Barry. I remember back when when Baron Davis and Andre Kirilenko, but it's, yeah, they really didn't have anyone. Uh, they never. Monte Ellis, you know. Yeah, I mean, they, they, just, they, would, they were the team that didn't go anywhere. They got good through the draft. Yeah. And that's you just know, how it They got lucky with that. So, you know, it, it, it's very interesting when you start looking at the dynamic. And, and to me, like you're talking about teams that I put the Celtics in this because they, they were a team well put together. They lost their two superstars, Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. So, but their team was put together well right. and they still played well. And Brad Stevens is a great coach. Oh yeah. One of the best. Okay. And so, you know, they, they were, they were a solid team, you know, and they draft well and you know, Danny Ainge to me doesn't get the credit for putting that team together that he should. You know, he stockpiles draft choices. He's got like six first round draft choices in the next three years. I don't know. I've heard a lot of praise about him. Okay. Well, then good. I'm, I'm glad, you know, because he, he should be getting the praise yeah. with what he's been able to do with, it's that, pretty insane. with that franchise. But the interesting thing to me is you look at some of the others. You know, you look at the Blazers, for example, and how they struggle. But none of the players seem to get 
you know, be getting any better year after year. It's kind right. of, they are what they are. And, you know, we don't have time today to get into the Terry Stotts and <laughs> Neil O'Shea, you know, put them on a bus out Vendetta. of town as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, I would just, I would like to see that. I would like to see teams, you know, draft well, get better, add a player here and there, and have that loyalty, have the team that you've been watching where you're looking at the next year. I mean, the Blazers have done a pretty good job of that with, you know, trying to keep their players. They've had the worst possible luck, I think, in the history of sports. When you start, you know, you talk about the, you know, the stars that they've had and the possibilities and, and the, the injuries. things. Yeah, the injuries, even going back to Walton and, you know, you can. Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie, uh, Greg o, uh, Odin. Obviously the Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy. Hurts a lot. You know, you can go right down the list of, of players that, that still should be playing. Yeah. Uh, for the Blazers, but. You know, it just, it's, it, it, it's become kind of a weird league for me. And it's, it, you have to look at it, I guess, as enjoying watching basketball. Yeah. Because when you get to the end of the year and, you know, as I was saying a, a few minutes ago, I decided that I was just going to enjoy the, the season. Right. And the Blazers, you know, end up winning the division. They're the number three seed. And you're like, okay, well, truly the playoffs are what it's all about. You know, and then they get swept out in four games and it wasn't even close. Right. It's, you know, you and I and a couple other people could have done just as good a job of, of you know, playing against. Yeah, the Pelicans as, as they did. Yeah. So it becomes frustrating. It's hard to get excited again because they're not doing anything. Right. With the team. No, it's it's really hard, honestly, when you're you're a fan and you don't feel like moves are being made the way you see the team and, and the way you see it going, hopefully we're not seeing something they are or something like that. Um, yeah. Okay. That'd be good. Well, the but, other, you, you know, know the other piece of that though is, and, and this is just a personal thing for me. If, if my team isn't going to win and my team isn't in it, then I want the underdog to win. Yeah. I, I don't want, I, I don't like dynasties if my team isn't right. the one. Exactly. You know, cause I can't say I don't like dynasties cause I'm a Yankee fan. Right. It kind of blows that out of the water. Yeah, no, that's 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 hard to say. So no, I totally agree, and I think that something that's actually going to make a big difference on this, and which is going to make just a big impact on the NBA, is going to be getting rid of the one and done rule, and making it so that teams have a bigger sample size of what the players are going to be coming into the NBA, and when you have that ability to grade people on all of that you know playing three years two years however many years they decide it needs to be of playing college ball or just being outside of you know high school for so many years i truly think that that is going to help create more balance in the nba because the teams that are in the lottery that are not good are going to have a better sample size of the players that are actually going to get them better as opposed to drafting certain players high when you Michael Porter Jr. when you've seen him three times after out of high school you've seen him play three times yeah. and he wasn't that good now of course he was the supposed to be you know the number one pick in the draft this year well and that supposedly going into that you know that college season but or after the his senior year at high school but being able to have that bigger sample size knowing what you're getting I think that's going to bring balance to the NBA well, I hope so. And I, I totally agree with you, you know, knowing more about what you're getting. The other issue too, though, is hype. 
and you look at faults from last year and, you know, number one pick Philadelphia. Why? They didn't win any games in, in college. We went to Washington. They didn't win anything. They didn't right. go anywhere. All of a sudden, you know, he's the number one overall pick with Philadelphia. And you look at how disastrous that is. Look at what it did to the Blazers when Greg Oden couldn't play. Right. You know, what happens if with, with Phoenix, if Aiton all of a sudden, you know, nobody thought that Greg Oden had a problem. Right. No, but I mean, when yeah. you finally get that number one overall pick and you pick somebody and they don't turn out. Right. How devastating that is and how much it sets back a franchise. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, and it's, you know, it's a crapshoot. That's your savior. That's you're putting all your eggs in this basket and the basket just dropped. Yeah. So, all right. I think that, uh, we've covered that. Yeah, I would say so. Just so you know, uh, in case you forgot through all of these twists and turns we took in the NBA, we're not going to summer league this year. <laughs> that is the theme. So, uh, Adam, I know that, uh, the main reason I wanted to do this tonight is to make you happy. He's got a big smile on his face, folks. <laughs> we should video this one. He takes some pictures, that's for sure. Because Adam loves longer. talking basketball, and he loves talking the NBA. I don't know if you guys could hear it in my tone, but I had a little fun tonight. Awesome. Got All right. Time. Well, thanks, Dad. Glad to be back. And if you guys want, there's going to be more perspectives later. Others wanna fight Because our light is in their eyes <laughs>